Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition, and in fact, the final edition of this series of Having a Nasser. And this week, I'll be having a Nasser with Imogen Templeman. Hello. And Dave Silito. Hello. Uh, and this week, we're going to be talking about what case, Mr. Silito? Well, we're going to be talking about the case of Curtis against Miltech Sport Limited. Oh, fantastic. And who's talking about that? Promises to be exciting. Uh, I'm going to talk about it. Um, would you like me to talk about it now? Would you like me to ask you about your jumper or <laughs> new haircut? Anything like that? Is it a new jumper and new haircut? Is it a totally new you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's, a, it's a relatively old jumper, in fact. It's probably about oh, a year okay. old. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not quite as good as Carrie Johnson, who wore, who's worn the same blazer twice and is getting loads of plaudits for that. Yeah, but very, I, I, very environmentally sustainable there, wearing an item of clothing twice before, before presumably yeah. burning it. Yeah, burning it. Well, I, I've worn, I must have worn this jumper about ten times, so I am expecting uh, an OBE or a CB or an MBE, some kind of BE, um, in the in yeah. the in the post. Or um, what about? Boris Johnson proposing to you. Would you accept that as second best? I, I'm not really sure what the prize is there, if I'm honest, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, it's all right. I'll t but no, so um, so yeah, that and then the haircut is is relatively new. That was last that was last Friday. The hairdresser came around to my house and cut my hair. Mm, what do you think of that for, for an anecdote, Imogen? Are you enjoying it? I'm enjoying that. Yeah. Have you ever had a hairdresser come around to your house, Imogen, to corpse loft or or not? I don't think we're all as fancy as you having hairdressers to our houses. Well, I mean, it's the first time it's happened, but um, <laughs> at the it time was of his life, was it? They didn't just rock up with some scissors. <laughs> no, no, I don't even know who's a hairdresser to be honest. Just <laughs> it's just some bloke who wanders up and down the street. No, no, he's he's the hairdresser, but he he does um um three days in his salon and then two days roaming about the country. So excellent, excellent. So well, I mean that is some top anecdotage there, <laughs> which I think will lead people to welcome um the explanation about the case of Curtis and Miltech Sport. That was literally <laughs> the worst story. I think we've told, and I've, I've told some absolute howlers on this one. So, okay. Listener, if you were not interested uh, in, if your interest was not piqued by the, the, the explanation of the case earlier, um, then uh, hopefully now you're looking forward to it just as pure relief from uh, <laughs> listening to our conversation. Um, so this is a case uh, that was heard in the East Midlands Employment Tribunal by CVP, that's cloud video platform acronym fans um so angela curtis uh, had been employed as the company's accounts and hr manager for four years uh, and she raised concerns with the chairman of the company that the managing director was fraudulently using a work credit card uh, financial records which she uh, had access to in her role showed that the md and mr pound had used the firm's money to upgrade to business class on flights, pay for parts of his vehicle. Uh, I presume that's new parts, not just bits of it. Um, and buy his uh, partner gifts. Uh, apparently in January 2019, she 
she spotted that the MD had spent £3,000 inappropriately on the work card. So £3,000 in just one month, that's not bad going. Uh, she noticed that he was using expenses for personal use as well. Uh, and when that was raised with him, I mean, he did repay some of the sums, but not all of them. And he continued to owe about £3,000 uh, to the uh, company. When she raised it with the chairman, the chairman also expressed concern. Uh, Mr. Pound later found out that she had done so following a coffee with another employee. So in raising her concerns with the chairman, the tribunal found that she'd made a protected disclosure, that being a disclosure of information which, in her reasonable belief, tended to show that a criminal offence had been committed and was also, in her reasonable belief, in the public interest. Uh, public interest here, in whistleblowing cases, being defined relatively broadly as being something that isn't simply in the interests of the person making the disclosure. So when the... MD discovered that Miss Curtis had blown the whistle. He instigated an investigation. He then he what, what did he do? What did he do? Instigated. All oh, right. Okay. Different from fumigated. She may be thinking. I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was instigated, but you said instigated, didn't you? I thought I said instigated, but. Did he imagine? Say it again, Dave. Instigated. Maybe you did. <laughs> Maybe this, uh, I'm questioning my, I'm questioning myself now. My pronunciation of my goes versus my cuz. But uh, how do you tell the difference? What is the difference between a gut and a cut? Very similar. I suppose, like, cur, you'd get curtains, wouldn't you? But not gherkins. Yeah. <laughs> true. And you're eating, you eat, you'd eat gherkins, but not curkins. Yeah. And you'd open your door with a key and not some ghee which is Indian-style butter, which would make a terrible mess of your lock. That, so, if, if people learn nothing else from this, I think it's make sure you don't open your door with butter. Yeah, exactly. You make a terrible mess. So he started an investigation. Um, <laughs> uh, he then manipulated that uh, investigation embellished evidence during the course of it. Um, he also, according to the tribunal, unceremoniously suspended Miss Curtis publicly in the office. Um, and the, the, the allegations against her, um, is that allegations or allocations? I'm not sure what you guys heard there, but I definitely said allegations. <laughs> I'm getting very defensive about this though, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> Um, so the allegations were that she was disclosing details of director's salaries, bonuses, um, and discussing other confidential information to which she was party. She was dismissed uh, in November 2019. Uh, so she claimed detrimental treatment pursuant to Section 47 of the Employment Rights Act, ordinary unfair dismissal, uh, and automatic unfair dismissal pursuant to Section 103A. Uh, so those being um, claims that in addition to being dismissed unfairly, uh, she was dismissed um, because she'd raised a protected disclosure and subjected to other detriments for that reason. So the tribunal found that Ms. Curtis, the claimant, was a reliable witness. Uh, they didn't like Mr. Pound. They found him to be an unreliable and unsatisfactory um, witness. Uh, they found that Mr. Pound was motivated to have her fired as she blew the whistle. And then he influenced the dismissing officer, uh, Robert Thorpe, who was junior to him within the company. And the judgment states, the tribunal concludes he manipulated the evidence and because he was Mr. Thorpe's line manager and held a very senior position in the company, Mr. Thorpe did not question the evidence 
he had been given. So, um, I mean, one of the um, principles on which the tribunal relied in making its judgment, and the principal one that's relevant to the automatic unfair dismissal claim, uh, was the Court of Appeal decision, Royal Mail Group against Duty, that's J-H-U-T-I. Uh, and that's the principle um, that if a person in the hierarchy of responsibility above the employee determines that for reason A, the unlawful reason, that the employee should be dismissed, but the reason A should be hidden behind an invented reason B, which the decision maker adopts, then it's the court's duty or the tribunal's duty to penetrate through the invention, right, reason B, rather than to allow that to also infect, infect its own determination. Lord Justice Undale in that case considered four different circumstances in which it might be argued that the unlawful motivation of a manipulator should be imputed to an innocent decision maker. And those included where the manipulator is the victim's line manager, but does not have personal responsibility for the dismissal, and where the manipulator is a, is a manager with some responsibility for the investigation, albeit not the actual decision maker, both of which um, applied here. Excellent. That's that's really good. And um, um, I only kind of wish that the claimant had been called Penny. So we could have we could have said Pennywise, Pound Foolish, but um, but she wasn't. Yeah. So, I mean, you could still say it. <clears throat> I mean, it would make no sense. Yeah. It might have been a middle name. Well, on the basis that it might have been her middle name. Mm -hmm. Then he was he was probably foolish to get involved in the investigation the way he did. I think that's a fair comment, isn't it? Well, he was. I mean, he was foolish. Although obviously he he, he um, will have thought he could get away with it. Um, and even before this, I mean, the very point of her protected disclosure was that he was engaged in dishonest conduct. So it's perhaps um, a, a little bit. Uh, surprising is the right word but it it would have been better if perhaps the chairman to whom these original disclosures have been made had perhaps taken a, a greater interest in the outcome of this investigation and wondered whether or not something might be be up but of course you know this guy was the md in the company and, and presumably pretty pretty all powerful and that's obviously and that's the other problem with it is that's not as catchy and um, so imogen <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you say there are the lessons to learn from this that our dear listener can, can take away? Yeah, I think the key point here is that um, you should clearly have a whistleblowing policy in place so that everybody in that business is aware what the procedure is when something like that does arise. Um, businesses, particularly this example, has shown that where very senior members are involved, it can often uh, lead to... to people being conflicted especially seen as the person investigating him was junior to him so potentially the consideration of whistleblowing hotlines where that could, those concerns could be raised anonymously may have been particularly helpful here uh, the third takeaway point would be to have clear and transparent procedures so that everybody knows what the procedures are who um, follows them who is responsible for them and how they can be activated uh, my fourth takeaway point would be that you should investigate these matters promptly and um, you shouldn't delay them and should investigate them as soon as is reasonably possible and finally i would say the importance of an independent
independent investigation to treat everybody fairly, regardless of the seniority of the people involved. Um, and everybody is treated um, fairly and from the outset, because obviously if people are um, treated badly because of their raising of protected disclosures in the public interest, then that can lead to further claims such as the victimisation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just picking up on that last point, I think something for HR um, professionals to be aware of um, and, and alive to the to, to the risk of, of happening is that, it, you know, that the independent, the, the investigation needs to be conducted primarily independent of the person against whom any allegation has been made in particular allegation that might amount to a protected disclosure or perhaps also an allegation of discrimination that might lead to a victimization claim excellent excellent all right brilliant well i think um anecdote about the jumper aside i think that was a pretty successful podcast so thank you both um thank you to who has ever listened to this whether it be accidental or deliberate um we we, we don't discriminate thank you so much and um, we shall see you, I don't know when the next series is going to be of this, probably in the new year, um, if you can believe that. So we, sh we might do a Christmas special or something, I suppose. Um, but um, anyway, uh, see you. Bye. 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 Bye.